Welcome to Real Estate Made Easy with Susie Appel. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Real Estate Made Easy. My name is Michael. I'm here with the effervescent Susie Appel. <laughs> Isn't that the word that you that wanted to be? That was the word yeah. I chose today. Yes, yes. yes, Susie is the effervescent Susie <laughs> Pill from uh, <laughs> Real Real Broker Red Rock Realty. Welcome today. Susie, I understand that we have got an exciting show for today. In fact, it's the incredible journey to buying a home, but we don't have two dogs and a cat in this incredible journey. But uh, We don't? It's going to be exciting anyway, right? I love that movie. I'd love that movie, too. It's so effervescent. (laughs) So fun. So many memories. Oh, my gosh. Well, Susie, let's just get right into this thing. Let's Let's do it. Let's talk about, on this incredible journey to buying a home, um, I think we need to find some trusted experts. Don't you think so? And I think we need to find, like, a good realtor and a lender. How do we do that? Well, first of all... Realtor number one, right? Susie Appel. Susie Appel, real broker, Red, Red Rock. Rock Realty. Um, we want to choose a realtor. If it's not going to be me, call me. I'll I'll refer you to someone else you'll love. Okay, but at the end of the day, <laughs> you need to have a realtor, and then you also need to choose a lender. Two most important people that are going to help you through this process. And so, how do I choose a lender? Your realtor is going to help you choose them. Oh. They will have a, they'll have resources, people that they like to work with, right? Yeah. That'll get the job done, that'll treat you fairly, that will help you through the entire process. And so your realtor really is going to help refer two or three different uh, lenders. I have a pool of people I love to work with that do a great job. Can you name some of the people in your pool of lenders? I can. Well, don't you Shall I? I think you should. Let's give them a plug and a <laughs> shout out. Okay. I like to use uh, Tanner Gatchel okay. at First Colony. I like to use Scott Bell I like to, at Fidelity. And I like to use Travis Black at Supreme Lending. Oh, I know Travis. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm, so I guess they're, they always do a great job. They're on top of things and they take good care of they us. They are. So yeah. find a good realtor. Susie Number one. Number one. Uh, Number two, find a trusted lender and your realtor, Susie Appel, will help you choose one of three of those particular Mm -hmm. lenders. Mm -hmm. That's great. Okay. So let's continue down this incredible journey to buying a home. I think number two would probably be to what? uh, Check our credit score? Yes. So the lender is going to take you through their own process because... First, we want to make sure that we know where you stand uh, with regard to your credit, right? So um, let's say your credit isn't so good. Okay. Most people are afraid to even start the process. I'm afraid. Are you? I'm, I never know what's going to be in there. I get. I subscribe to one of these <laughs> hey, things. It's like, oh my god. I know. Gosh. When you see the number, you're like, yeah. please, uh, you know, say a, a little prayer there. No. Everyone has the same fear. What is my credit rating? And what if this and what if that? So they're going to help you through that process. They're going to run it, and they're going to tell us what's on there, right? Do, do they like do an average of all three different credit scores, or do they pick one? Or well, do they average I think, them? I think they do. Yes, there's there are two or three major companies that they yeah. rely on. Um, 
But the credit score starts with that because once they know where you, what that looks like and what kind of debt and income you have, then they can help sort of refine the credit, right? If you have issues, they're going to help tell you and guide you and specifically tell you what you need to do to move forward to increase the rating. So, so what are some things that I should not do if I want to keep a good credit rating before I buy a house? You should not go buy a new car. Oh, Please. <laughs> do not take out any new credit, okay? None. None. Now, it, your lender may say, look, you don't have, you don't have any credit. So we're going to encourage you to open up a credit card. Okay? okay. That's sometimes the case. Most of the time, people have too much credit or have maxed the credit out. Mm -hmm. So in those cases, once we get this cleaned up for you, the last thing you want to do is go out and purchase a major uh, item on credit, whether it's furniture or I, I don't care what it is. So can I ask you that question that we were talking about earlier today? Sure. Okay. So this is a true story, guys. So somebody came up to me and was asking me this question. Why? I don't know. Probably because we host your podcast. <laughs> so um, a friend of mine was asking me, he said, so listen, um, I've got a bunch of credit card debt and I have the opportunity to get a personal loan to pay off the credit card debt, which will lower my monthly payment and will lower my interest rate. If I do that, will that screw up my credit because I'm looking to buy a house next year? So what do you think about that? The first thing I would say is let's call our lender. Which one let's should we call? Ask him <laughs> the question, right? I, right. Because if you pay everything off and you were able to go back <clears throat> and put items on those credit cards, right. max them out, oh. problem, right? Because now you have a personal loan and the balance is on those credit cards. That's a good point. So should he cancel those credit cards after he pays them off? Not necessarily oh because, gosh. so it's, it's very individualized. So there's not one size fits all. They have to look at your situation individually. So that's why it's so critical that we get them involved early on in the process. Yeah. So choose a lender and then go through all that stuff pertaining to credit scores yes. and loans and all that kind of stuff. All right. So that's good to know. So how do I find out how much do I need for a down payment? So after we've spoken to them, they're going to give us an idea of what you qualify for, right? Here's your budget. Here's what you should be spending on a house payment. So then we kind of work it backwards. Well, if we're going to pay this for the house, how much down payment? Many buyers think, that you have to have 20% down. That is not the case. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Thank there's, there's so many programs out there. Um, I just yesterday wrote an offer for a veteran. He will come out of closing when we get this done with his earnest money check refunded back to him. Oh, my gosh. So that's a particular type of loan, right? A VA loan? A VA loan. Okay. Not everyone can qualify for that. But I'm just giving an example of the fact that don't assume you have to have 10, 20, 15% down. It's not the case. So I know that there is a lot of self-employed people running around the neighborhood. So how, how does that affect them? Do they need a larger down payment if they're self-employed? 
it's going to come down to how long have they been in business. Okay. Usually a lender wants you to be, wants two years tax return. Oh, okay. So, um, so not necessarily. I mean, in the past I've done bank statement loans. I mean, those are coming back. So at the end of the day, there are more options and there will be as uh, the market changes. So, I think this kind of goes back to working with the lender, but in kind of figuring out your down payment, does a lot of it have to do with the type of loan that you're able to get? Like mm-hmm. maybe it's a VA loan or an uh, an adjustable rate loan or a or bank an FHA, FHA, or FHA or conventional. Or, do they still do those uh, non-qualifier loans? Um, I know they were doing those a few there years ago. There are some out there. Like I said, the, those types of programs yeah. are starting to come back now. So... Um, I don't want to get into detail about loans because I'm not a lender and so I'm not that professional. However, I have the resources and the people that can get it done for okay. my clients. Then I won't ask you any more questions don't about that. Yeah, we're going to call those <laughs> other guys. Hey, if you I'm going to have them on. Yes. I am going to invite one and then they can um, yeah. answer all the questions. I think we need to have at least one of them on here so we, so we can uh, so we can take care of that. Okay. So um, so now I've found out my um, my down payment. So how do I get pre-approved by one of you, the three trusted lenders? So we've talked about with? that a little bit. They'll um, they're going to look at your income, your debt, um, your credit score. Let's say you've let's say you've worked on that, um, and then they're going to get you a pre-approved. They'll actually run it through so that we know now what you qualify for and what. Um, price range of homes we need to be looking at. So that's so, very important. So in the pre-approval process, and then what they're looking at income, is there any type of income that may not qualify as actual income, like uh, social security, retirement, um, alimony, anything like well, that? Well, um, those types of incomes typically qualify. There, Other people have... There's different types of incomes. We won't get into the detail, but I mean, no, not all income qualifies. Okay. So it, it will, um, they'll have to have proof. Where is that coming from? How long have you had it? So um, it varies, but I think that um, getting pre-approved is critical before you go and take a look at your first home because you don't want to waste your time, your realtor's time, your lender's time. The seller's time, right? Looking right. at a house that you may not be able to afford. So I've gone through all of these things. I am now pre-approved by one of your three trusted lenders for a $5 million loan. What do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be so fun. This is going to be great. <laughs> I guess we go house hunting. We get to go house hunting. Well, what, what are we going to do? Where do you start, right? Where, where do you start? I don't know. I've got $5 million bucks. So <laughs> what do I do with this stuff? Sky's the limit. Let's go. So, um, yeah, we sit down in the beginning of the process and I ask my clients, what is your wish list? Right. Tell me everything you want. Right. Um, And we always come back around at some point in the process to realizing they'll have to compromise something. Even in a $5 million price point, you might have to give something up. I, I don't know what it is. I ain't giving it up. <laughs> but <laughs> so we go through that list and then we determine as we start to look, what are the things that we're not going to give in, right? We're not giving up 
Maybe it's the backyard. Maybe it's, I I don't know, the three-car garage. Um, But we try, we work really hard at, and that's the fun of it. That's kind of the the hunt, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And we find it. We find it. Sometimes we have to be patient, depending upon the price point. So let me ask you, in this whole compromise thing, in your experience, who is more likely do you have to compromise the husband oh, or the I wife? You were going to go there. <laughs> husband or the wife? No, I'm not answering that question. Come on. <laughs> uh, can I guess? My guess is going to be the husband. Let me just has say that if the husband um, is a is a smart man, he will at some point yes. look to his loving bride yes. and say, "You know what, honey." You get the house you want. Yeah, because she's ultimately the decision maker. All he wants is a garage. But that's not always the case. <laughs> really? No, I were, no, I've seen it all. So, wow. So, uh, well, that's good yeah. to know. But everyone has to compromise. Almost everyone. It's very rare that I find a house and it's exactly what they wanted and they got every single you know item on their list. So, Well, that's good to know. So we're house hunting. How many homes do you think... Generally, I know that you can't give an exact number, but can you know, you know two, three, ten, twenty? Does it take a month, two months? What do you um, think? I would say the average is somewhere probably between ten and twenty. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that way, I wouldn't make I wouldn't feel bad if we're on house number eighteen and we're still going. But once you get to twenty, I'm cutting you off. Okay, so <laughs> I'll have to compromise. <laughs> So is it possible to go house hunting remotely? Because I know there's a lot of people who want to move into this area, just like I did. And how can you help someone go house hunting remotely if they don't live here yet? Well, we always, you know, we all look online now, Mm -hmm. right? So um, we start there. I send them a listing. Um, I then, if there is not a tour, now if you list with me, your home has a tour that we can send out to the prospective buyer. But is, is that's that a not video tour? Uh huh, a video tour. Tell me about the video tour because I saw one today. It was cool. Well, I do a video tour of all my listings and uh, we use the drone. Um, it's fun. We have a good time. It looked really cool, the one I saw today. So it was, uh, I know you, when you used the drone, you did a um, an aerial view of the home mm-hmm. in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. juxtaposed with the close school, you could see shopping, and then you did an interior. Sh- Do you use the drone inside or you have a no. guy with the, I mm-hmm. was wondering, man, that guy's got a really good, <laughs> <laughs> that drone going, th- going through the no, living room. We don't put the drone inside. No, it looked really good. And, you know, for me, if I was... Um, a remote buyer or somebody out of state and you sent me um, a, like a video of the property. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that would be such a big help. Uh, so we do, um, I'm, I'm always going and vi- doing my own videos of other people's listings oh, for my really? clients oh. or if they want it live, I'll do, you know, FaceTime or something like that. Um, but we sell so many homes remotely because think about it. If you want a home in a particular area and a particular right. price point and it's competitive and we, I just saw that today. I found one yesterday for a client and I knew it would go and it, it's already, in, it, it, it will be under contract by the end of today. And it was listed yesterday. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. 
That's so. really fast because what's the average time on market now? Like forty uh, something days. Forty four days. Wow. Mm-hmm. So so we're still seeing um, in certain locations quite a bit of competition. Which locations in particular? Well, this happened to be in Ivan's in the Kayenta community. Oh, mm-hmm. well, I could see that. I was out there the other day for beautiful. the art festival. It's a beautiful place out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, Kayenta. That's yeah. Um, in fact, we're going to go right now and go get that thing. No, <laughs> no that's a, that's that's um, that's a beautiful area, and I could see that would be in high demand, even when mm-hmm. the market's a little um, kind of uh, strange right now with mm-hmm. prices going up and interest rates doing their own mm-hmm. unique thing. So that's really cool. All right, so we can go house hunting in person or remotely. We can. I think that's great. So now I suppose that I've been done house hunting and looked at the house and I go, okay, this is cool. I think we should probably get this thing inspected to make sure that there's no like leaks in the plumbing and bats in the ceiling and things like that. Good idea. I think so. How do we do that? Well, we get the home under contract, right? Uh, We have an accepted offer and then it's our buyer due diligence period. And so that's important. Usually a buyer has around two, two and a half weeks, something like that. And that's when we do the home inspection. We make sure that the buyer is prepared to move forward. We find everything out we can on that house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the buyer has a deadline date to do that. Oh. So they can cancel the contract if they found anything out whatsoever that they couldn't live with and didn't want to move forward. They could cancel the contract. So their earnest money is completely refundable up until that point in time. So if they find something they don't like, they like the house, but they found that there's maybe, maybe there's a leak or some wiring issues. Can they say, well, we'll buy the house on condition that this is fixed mm-hmm. or give us a $5,000 so credit or something? I negotiate that for my clients. Uh, very thorough. I always have my contractors go in, they give us bids. We know exactly what we're asking a seller to repair or credit us. Mm-hmm. So um, they know exactly what we're asking for, and we try to negotiate as much as we can. I think that's great. For the buyer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I guess we pass the appraisal. I think we should close this thing. What do we do now? Well, we get the appraisal. We don't want to forget that. Oh, um, yeah. okay. Sometimes if it's a cash deal, we don't have to. It's up to the buyer. Um, but a bank will require an appraisal. So, and we're not having any appraisal issues, so really? that's hasn't been a problem at all. That's good to know. Um, and we go through that entire process. So I'm, you know, I feel like we're rushing that part. It takes a while. It's um, it's usually a thirty day closing, okay. but um, we don't have thirty days to chit chat. So we'll just right. move on. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad we're not having any appraisal issues. I know we sometimes are. that can no. that can put a little monkey in the wrench Mm -hmm. but nowadays that's good i haven't seen any no that's great so let's close this thing so we get it closed go to closing day we sign the paperwork i have a pen i'm ready to go baby well we we do our final inspection so we do a walkthrough with the buyer making sure the house looks the same as it did and we're good to go and then we go and we uh sign all the documentation and if it's a cash transaction, we typically can record that same day as long as the funds are there and have been wired. If it's a uh, if we're dealing with a lender and a mortgage, then typically the funds will come the following day and then we record it that day. Cool. So it's your home once it's recorded. Okay. So it's my home. We've signed all the documents. It's recorded. 
I can move in. You can move in. You get the keys. Wow. That's that's a great journey. The best. And then I can move in my two dogs and a cat as you part can. of this incredible journey. You can. See? <laughs> that like all that. works out great. Like I'm excited about this. Yeah. Okay, well that was actually much much easier than I thought. You've right? got you've got this thing down, young lady. I I have had lots of time to practice. So I I hope that you'll give me a call because I am good at what I do and I try to make the process as smooth as possible. So if there's a delightful person out there who goes, Wow, I saw that Susie Gale on her podcast. I think I'm gonna buy a home from her. How can they get in contact with you? They need to call or text me. 435-229-8378. Oh, I that, answer my phone. Do that again. It was kind of musical. 435-229-8378. Amazing. There you go. I think we need to write a jingle. Using that. And I know you've got a website. What's your website? SusieAppel.com. SusieAppel.com. Well, Susie, it has just been an effervescent delight <laughs> to be with you today. Thank you for speaking with us and taking us on this incredible journey to buying a home. Thank you, Susie. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. We'll see you again next time. This has been Real Estate Made Easy with Susie Appel from Real Broker Red Rock Real Estate. For more information, SusieAppel.com. That's S-U-Z-Y-A-P-P-E-L.com. We invite you to join us again for another edition of Real Estate Made Easy with Susie Appel. This has been a production of One to One Network.